Hey, welcome to Love the Bomb, a podcast all about performers' worst nightmares. Bombing on stage. I'm one of your hosts, Lauren Hutton. I'm the other one of your hosts, Luke Fagenbush. In the studio with us this week is... Andrew Rudick. Tell us about yourself, Andrew. Put yourself in a nutshell. Give us your socials. God, we got real good at introing for no reason. I didn't feel like that was good. Uh, no. Oh, okay. That's, like that's right fair. Down the barrel, like... No, I liked it. Listen. Okay, sorry. I, sorry. It's okay. It's like a double barrel shotgun with this intro. Everybody <laughs> stare down my barrels. It's the Mexican standoff. <laughs> intro. Listen, my name is Andrew Rudick. I'm a stand-up comedian slash philosopher slash lover. I'm a party slut with the sass to match. You wanted a rundown. You want it concise. That's what it is, bitch. Locked and loaded. I didn't mean to call anyone a bitch. <laughs> Certainly not a woman. What am I doing? Listen, my name's Andrew, and I'm... Take two. My name's Andrew Rudick. I'm a sexual man, and I'm a comedian, and I'm fun. Okay, and people like me, and they've said that about me. Where can people find you in your pink jacket, Rudick? Um, I have a podcast with my much more successful sister, which is fucking bullshit. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Podcast is great. Yeah. His sister, no. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I have a podcast with my sister, who's also a comedian. It's called The Rudicks Are Home, a sister-brother podcast. Hell yeah. Uh, because of feminism and success, we ordered it that way. Yes. Um, and it's, it's fun. It's flirty. Join up. Check out my... Instagram or whatever the fuck shit you're into. Yeah. I got a website. I got it all. What? What's yeah. that webby? Give me them webby ID. AndrewRudick.com. You That's got Andrew AndrewRudick.com. All right. This ain't no game. I wish I hadn't said this in my game. <laughs> Fuck. Do you want to take it back again? Yeah. Okay. Hi, my name's Andrew Rudick, and I'm very insecure. Um, but aren't we all? Thanks for listening. I'm a celestial being. And so are you, gentlemen. Enjoy the episode, everybody. <laughs> Did you need me to say something about Lori Graves? Thanks so much for listening to Andrew Rudick's funny episode. Uh, thanks uh, again to all of our Patreon listeners. Uh, Lori Graves, Breezy Lee, Josh, Patrick Neiman, Nathan Alexander, DD Diva, Triple D Diva, Jim Fagenbush, Cameron James, Gretchen Schultz, Evan Breckmeyer, Jarrell, McGregor Lakes, Garrett Tidebaum, and Eric N. Thank you so much. Listen to my episode next week. Okay. Yeah. Wait, Perfect. Okay. Yeah. Is that okay? That looks great. I checked. Great. Yeah. You're you still have a face on camera. Sweet. Everything is 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 one hundred percent a podcast now. Am I, am I like audible? Do you think Sound you're audible? Fresh? I, I think I sound pretty crisp. I think you're yeah. worth one free book a month. How, how are my plosives? Yeah. <laughs> I love a good. You've player. never asked me that before. Why are you <laughs> asking <question>. me now? <laughs> They're good then. Plosive. <laughs> Plosive. Is that something that you worried about Nancy, with your plosive. podcast puzzle buddies? Um, well, my current podcast is with my sister. Uh, we don't know. Oh, not we're not going to start now. We're going to start yeah. in the past. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I'm. I'm not worried about. Pl-
explosives. <laughs> I'm more worried about like just it looking. It, the visuals seem so much more important now. Well, yeah, man. Everything's yeah. metrics and traffic yeah. and clips and like you, you, you seem to be diving headlong into that more so than most people that yeah. I know. You gotta have those subtitles up. It's yeah. all visual. Yeah, you yeah. do. You the, do. The audio is literally irrelevant. Yeah. <laughs> Although Everyone's when just we post a, when we post something where it's shitty audio, that that tends to reflect. <laughs> they they yeah. want everything. Yeah, you gotta have it all. <laughs> nasty little piggies. Yeah, they don't. Nasty little piggies. They don't Slop want it, it all. Up. <laughs> But they want access to yeah. it all, you know. Yeah, yeah. Not the option. I'm not yeah. always going to eat the slop, but the trough better be full at all times. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I love that. I love that. I've been saying that. <laughs> I have. I have. I just, I... Rudick shows up in Arkansas. Where's the trough? It better yeah. be fucking full. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you performed in like all of the continental states? No, no. I've performed in Arkansas. Okay, few, good. I'm glad times. I pulled that yeah. one out of the air. Yeah. But no, probably half. Maybe That's not bad. Yeah, I haven't yeah. really been on the West very much. Mm. Are we starting? We start when it feels right. Okay. Does like it feel that. right? Yeah, yeah, Once yeah. we get past <laughs> us just throwing random states at you and you being like, nah, I haven't been there. I, yeah. I was there once. Not for yeah. comedy, though. <laughs> it was a wedding. Yeah. <laughs> Real inconvenient. You had to get a plane ticket, buy a new suit. It was horseshit. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of suits, though, you're looking fly. Thank you. You have. Yeah. Thank I, you. I got to admit, man, seeing you as a Blazer comic suits you. Yeah. Oh, there it is. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'm I'm very excited. Uh, you know, I'm trying to change things up, trying to trying to do something different. I, I thought you, you know? might have like graduated because I saw less of you around, and then you're, you're posting about shows. Then I saw the blazer, and I knew you graduated. You no, were... <laughs> I didn't graduate. No graduate. Yeah, no, you know, I don't know. I just I wanted to try something different. I wanted to. Um, I also Nordstrom has has Nordstrom Racks app. Yeah, you can what? get some what Nordstrom there's an app. There's a Nordstrom Rack app that I ordered suits from. Okay, and it's, they have got some deals. These are the details I didn't know I wanted. <laughs> yes. Okay, all right. Okay. As a as a tall, yes. slender man, knowing yeah. where you get those suits yeah. was an info I didn't know I wanted. Yeah, more <laughs> useful information, less impressed by the suits. But yeah. e even so, it's pretty cool. <laughs> well then, I, but then I got them tailored too. I ordered them and then I got oh, them tailored. Okay, so okay. Double, okay. all right, double. off the rack, but still yeah. bougie. I like still, it. Still, you gotta you gotta do something. You know, I, I tried to, I want to do something different. I'm glad that I did, though, because it, it changes how people, people are much more attentive and, really? and open to what? listen to you. Yeah, because it's like. You look like a professional? Is that yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And somebody described it to me as like, you're being respectful to the audience when you dress up. Because if you look like shit and you go up there and like, you just dress like whatever on like a professional show, you're telling the audience that you didn't even have to take the time it's like disrespectful to them. Right. Like, this uh, is so you, you, good. Hold on one second. <clears throat> oh, I love that. I thought I, <laughs> it wasn't okay, you just, gonna, just, just now we've rock. definitely started. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love that. <laughs> you were, you were just saying something about how wearing a blazer on stage has changed the perception of the audience and yeah. their attention of you. Would you mm -hmm. care to expound on that more? 
Sure. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for the we're, recap. We're no longer a comedy podcast. We're now a straight edge NPR style bullshit show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I saw Ryan Stout wearing a suit. Mm. He was one of my favorite. He's he's always been one of my favorite comics, and I even asked him about it before I started wearing it. Um, but I just it he he talked about this like it just changes the audience pays attention to you and they they give you more um, like I don't, like more slack or more like. They they just you're automatically taken more seriously for whatever reason, whether that's yeah. good or bad, you know. And I don't know. It just changes. Like, I'm sorry, I got real high. I feel like <laughs> I feel like I explained it good before. Yeah, turn the AC and back. Then, yeah, on. Turn Let's the see AC back on. And then, uh, can we take Can we take three? Oh hell yeah, we can. Big fans back of take to one. three. No, it's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, you no, think that makes perfect sense, though. Yeah, because like we we had mentioned that like the visual spectrum is like what anybody's paying attention to now. Yeah. You got to have like everything looking right for yeah. a podcast, which is fucking weird. Yeah. But before you ever open yeah. your mouth, people see you walk on stage and they're clocking you. Yeah, exactly. People make perceptions immediately when they see you, and the right, first yeah. thing you want them to see is that you're a professional. That you took the time because it's a show of respect to the audience that you took the time to like get dressed up. You didn't just like throw on a fucking your friend's comedy hoodie or whatever yeah. and like go out there and you know, like these people just remembering got all the shows I've done in Zorse industry tees. That's mm -hmm. me too. Like, and there's nothing, you know, not that there's anything wrong with that, but like if you're, <clears throat> You know, especially if people come are coming to see you, like, I don't know, even if you're going to wear a hood, like, if, if you're, like, wear it, but, like, you know, do your fucking hair, or, like, you Right, know? accessorize, don't just throw shit on yeah. with no thought behind it. It kind of yeah. addresses something I was thinking about, where it's, like, where would a suit hurt a comedian? Is, is there, like, a comic, like, if Blake went up on a suit, in a suit, I'd be, like, Kind of what the fuck. I, I don't know that that necessarily suits his vibe. Yeah, but like if he wanted to, like it's like whatever you, fashion is like whatever you feel comfortable wearing, you know, or whatever okay. like you feel confident, confident and comfortable. So like. Oh, I like that. You know, if, if a suit, if he feels good in one, then fucking wear it. Like it doesn't And that's the thing that I, that's the next point that I want to get to is <laughs> hitting the hard bullet points with yeah. Andrew Rudick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Number two on my shit list. <laughs> on my shit list. If you're a new comedian and you you want to you want to get into comedy, take whatever risks you want to take and don't listen to bullshit gatekeepers and these shitty comics what do you mean by that risks first of all like, like what kind not, of risks like, are you encouraging people to do hate speech, hate hate speech. that's what i want to yeah. make sure that we're not doing yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, i'm not talking about writing right i mean like what's happening with comedy right now where it's becoming putting clips out online like don't let because the people who are like shitting on that are just the same shitty people who will be in those same places. Like you have to, it's, you have to take a risk and you have to put yourself out there in a way and not worry about 
the judgment of other people and shitty comics who are not the fan base you're trying to build. You're not putting out content for other comics. You're putting it out for a fan base that you don't have yet. Comics don't have money. They don't typically buy tickets because they're banking on getting in for yeah. free and then yeah. stealing a beer out of the kitchen. Yeah. They're, so they're not going to... We can do that. Get, well, in some places. I just, like, <laughs> that was so loud. Damn. I'll show you some spots later. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, dude, yeah, like yeah. that's not the audience that you're trying to build. Yeah. That is such a poignant thing to say. And and what it kept me for so long, like I was an early adopter to a lot of this social media stuff. And my biggest regret is that I wasn't an even earlier adopter because I listened to the judgment and criticism of shittier comics who are too scared to take those risks. And instead they waste that it's low frequency energy and they mm. waste it on like judging other people instead of like, Oh, that person's shitty for, for moving to that city, right? Taking a risk. That person's shitty for putting clips out, even if they're not good. Like I put stuff out there. That's absolute slop because we it's didn't want to bring the piggies. it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You gotta, feed those piggies. <laughs> you gotta feed the piggies. And I don't care what like, comics that i idolize i used to like think of the slop that i'm putting out it's for the piggies it's right. for the dum-dums yeah keep Shout them out troughs to, full uh, lay pepe on facebook <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a nice comment that he made on one of our clips <laughs> where he thought it was a very boring po podcast and you know what i th i thought we would have hit that 4chan demographic a, a little harder but i guess they're not into it <laughs> no. somebody named le pepe le pepe space pepe. pepe yeah you're advertising that you have a micro penis as your it's on our flag what do you mean no, no. i <laughs> Jeez. listen and let me also say our micro penis if you have a micro penis why is that the only thing that's okay to body shame like I'm sick of, you know, like, I'm sick of all my ex-girlfriends, yeah. every one of them, <laughs> online, talking about it. So you found out about the Facebook group. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Andy's tiny weenie comedy. Comedy. <laughs> I was trying to get a comedian. Yeah, they're oh they're clearly not comedians. They're the yeah. girlfriend of a comedian no. formerly. And yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, you can't riff those hot titles. Oh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> How has being on the road affected your love life? Um, you know, it's podcasting. It's tough. I have a wonderful girlfriend and we have we have an unconventional relationship because we both have unconventional lives. She has a very like high level corporate job and a daughter and she has I am low on her priority list. So that allows not that I'm low, but I'm below some other things on her priority list. <laughs> time wise, time wise. <laughs> yeah. So it doesn't, you know, create this like where most relationships are like, I need you to be home. Like, it's like, there's no so tension it, there because you have to be out yes, doing gigs. Yes. That's very important. Yeah. That's yeah. Really she's important. So she's so smart and like wise and helps me understand myself and like the Pete, like, like what's going on around me and my own neuroses. And, and she just like, you know, she was talking about like going back to posting clips and stuff she was talking about how what's happening in comedy right now. So many people rail against it. Like this is bullshit. Like, and I get it. Part of it. Like there is so much like of the same shit that's getting pumped out. It's, it's a lot of like, you know, what do you do? What, what's, you know, how long you've been together? It's a lot of the same stuff, but at the same time it cut it's out intermediaries, gatekeepers, these, these bullshit pigs who get in the way of like, there's a direct line now. So these people that 
So if you're a new comic and they're like you're at a club and the comics won't allow you to like rise up through the ranks because they're shitty and they know they won't ever be successful. <laughs> you can do that on your own. Like you don't need to, yeah. you can skip those lines, like being ready. I'm, you know, you gotta do whatever you gotta be ready to headline. I've seen so many people just like headline out of nowhere because they've made their own path and they didn't listen to all of this bullshit and noise of like, don't do this. You know, people are judging you. People are watching you. Like it's, take a damn risk and it's what my girlfriend was telling me is we are witnessing evolution right now yeah pure and simple what we're seeing is evolution it may not be fun you know this this having to adapt to like creating videos and like video editing but guess what that's human nature and we're watching in real time people get lobbed off like comedians that i love like and admire some of the best people i look up to like it's kind of sad to me on the one hand because there's these people that I look up to that I'm seeing like just like fall by the wayside. Kind of get left behind because they're refusing to change. Refusing to change. But it's also like, and also like if you, st you can still start now, but you're behind now. Like you got to get on the fucking wagon. If it's you don't already know how to use a video editor beyond like Microsoft Movie Maker <laughs> or iMovie on your phone, PowerPoint. You're, you're ridiculously behind. Yeah. And that's coming yeah. from a person that uses a program like that every day almost yeah. and barely knows how to use it so yeah, yeah figure your shit yeah. out when they're not yeah. that hard to learn is the other thing they're overwhelming at first yeah. but like we yeah did it. there's a learning yeah. curve we've all done yeah. it. like it's there's a big learning curve it's, but it's it's manageable i remember it's, opening paint for the first time and i was yeah. like whoa the colors yeah. <laughs> what am so i even gonna buttons. do with these yeah. <laughs> it's kind of refreshing to look at the positive side of the social media shift where all, it feels like every time we bring it up, it's like, oh, it's such an obligation to like get clips out and post about yeah. shows and all of yeah. that. But also like your point where people it's opening the door for just anyone to yeah. have a platform. Yeah. Yeah. It cuts out a lot of what's, that middle person. Yeah. What's the alternative? I got to wait for fucking some idiot to tell me that I'm like my dick jokes are funny enough to to headline mm -hmm. that <laughs> shitty club. Like who gives a f you know, like now you can I, I saw it happen with my own sister where she. She featured one weekend ever, and now she's headlining selling out clubs. And don't get me wrong, like, she has the experience. She's a brilliant comedian. But, like, overnight success because of social media. Like, and she's, like, f some degree famous now. We walk. I, she gets recognized in every city that we go to. I wanted to mention something to it's, you. Yeah. Uh, your sister popped up on our TV. Yeah. yeah. It was the most surreal experience because it was a streamer that we watch who was yeah. doing a stream of random TikToks, cringe you drink or something yeah. along those lines. And then there's there there's a Rudik. Yeah. In the living room. Yeah. The internet made that happen. Yeah. Overnight. She got 100,000 followers in the span of 30 days. And this was Oof. at the beginning of her growth. Like she was, she had 30,000 at the time and she got 100,000 in the huge, span of one that's month. That's huge. Because she she was not scared of like these these fucking peons. And also, this is the other thing that I learned. Be very mindful of who you're surrounding yourself with. Iron sharpens iron. Yes. And the opposite true. is also true. Yes. And if you're around low frequency people who are being negative and telling you that like stupid to try that or don't even whatever and just complaining complaining about the way comedy is and the way comedy is changing why are you complaining like either leave or like start adapting to it you know and and if if 
you get caught in traps of negativity and you don't even know. And, and the next thing you look around, it's like all these, that's the other thing is, is like, if you're a new comic, make friends with people who are outside of comedy too, like that's other important. groups, yeah. because there are so many beautiful, wonderful, hilarious, amazing people in comedy, but you also, there's a lot of fucking sociopaths and insane people. And like <laughs> some of them flip that coin every day and decide what they're going to be yes. when they walk out the door. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. I removed myself from the scene a little bit because I like, I didn't like a lot of these that like, you just realize because at first you're so like allured by all of it. It's like, Oh, this is so exciting. And yeah. you're, you're, you're in a haze. And then you realize like, Oh, so many of these people have mental illness and like, that person's a sexual predator and like that yeah. person's a, you know, psycho. Yeah. like, and it's yeah. like, what the fuck? Like, how I did I find myself in this like toxic pit yeah. of vipers? Yeah. And it's like, Oh, these are my friends. Yeah. What did I do to myself? Yeah. So yeah. find good people. Like people who want to like go up on stage are a weird crowd because it's a weird thing to be like, I want people to stare at me and be quiet and hear me talk. And it yeah. could be because they have an urge to entertain, but it could also be because they're, narcissists yeah yeah exactly and i feel like i've been kind of firing out a little negativity i want to bring it up a little bit there like as go. an example of somebody who's Get doing some high right. frequencies in the here frequency. hannah Youngholm, who you guys know she just yeah. moved to chicago she's one of my favorite she's become one of my favorite comedians in the city and for the month before she went to chicago she moved into my house which is also my parents house because i live with my parents um, <laughs> they have a guest bedroom Multiple guests. So I have one, one best guest bedroom. She had another guest bedroom. My sister's room when she's out of town, right? So she's my new adopted sister. Okay. For a month. And being around her and like positive writes every single day. Mm -hmm. Every time I would get negative, start talking shit about people because I do it too. I'm not immune to the drama yeah. and the bullshit. She would correct me on it. Like those are the people you want in your life. So people like don't. Don't, don't talk about that, on that. Let me correct yes. your perspective. Because it's all yeah. energy. Where yeah. is that going? Put it towards writing. Write a new joke if yeah. you're pissed about somebody. Yeah. Right? Like, w work on something. Learn. Watch a video about video editing. Like, whatever. Do whatever. Make a website. Whatever you have to do. But like, she was amazing. Like, she would write, setting goals, being positive, like doing like positive like self-help stuff like eating right doing yoga like all this stuff and then you know she she was like i want to have ten thousand followers before i moved to chicago she had six thousand at the time and a video was like popping off for her and going viral two days later she had twelve thousand followers like damn you know it's setting goals and just being very intentional with what you're doing and who you're with and like it, it makes a huge huge difference because being around her in that month span i was i wrote a bunch of new jokes because yeah. i was like oh shit she's writing it's the same thing with my sister i watch her i'm like this person's working she's gotten to this point because she works hard i watch this i am talking so much this coffee is good it's gonna be juiced <laughs> it's yeah, no problem. you've taken like four sips <laughs> that mug is still drinking, very full i was drinking a lot before it came <laughs> and we're like more coffee and you're yeah. like yeah, yeah, yeah let's okay. get this fucking thing going you brought like a really really good perspective on something that that i wanted to talk with you personally because like you are one of the few people that I know from around here who is just cranking out content constantly. Yeah. And it does seem to go against the grain of a lot of the perspective of people that we've had on this show that have come in here and said, 
TikTok comedians aren't comedians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew you before you were a TikTok comedian. Uh-huh. You're not a TikTok comedian. I don't know why right. I said that. No, no, I get what you're saying. But do you think that this is sort of like a double-edged sword where you're going to see people put in situations consistently that they aren't prepared for, that they don't have the chops for? Oh, I mean, yeah, I've seen it. Like it. Oh, have you now? Real time. Well, this is a bombing podcast, so you got any good gold yeah, ones? Well, I don't want to like shit on anyone in particular, but like <laughs> you know, you see people who aren't ready. But what happens is like it's a natural, just like evolution. Like if somebody skyrockets to the top, right, and they don't have the chops for it, they can sell out a room for a year, or they can sell out like clubs or draw not necessarily sell out, but draw people to these clubs for a year. If they bomb their ass off for 45 minutes, none of those people will ever come back, right? And that person's success will flame out. It happens. It happens a bunch. Like, I've I've seen it, like, with some comics who are... And then I've seen the alternative, where, like, Ben Brainerd was somebody who's brought me on the road, who he's not necessarily... Like, he had, like, five years of hard work under his belt before Mm -hmm. he got thrust into a headliner position. So he wasn't necessarily like he was somewhere that was like in the middle, maybe thrust mm-hmm. a little bit, but he thrived because he worked his ass off. My sister didn't have much feet, never really done even 25 minutes, you know, and then she gets thrust into this headliner position. She busts her ass, writes material, but she's been doing comedy for 15 years. Like this isn't right. an amateur, whatever. But <clears throat> so for people like my sister or people like who rise to that occasion and become funny, you know, or become because it's it's about work ethic more than anything, you know. But it's weird because I also saw clips of like Stuart Huff is like my favorite comedian of all time, and he's a good friend. And I saw him, you know, clips of him on here talking about how like he hates yeah. it all, it's boring. <laughs> yeah. And I get I yeah. love Stuart, yeah. and it crushed me because I love him <laughs> so much. I love I could him. never Stuart's imagine talking he would have about that type me. of impact. Yeah. <laughs> But Stewart's always like it, it's not just social media. He's always been like that about all aspects of comedy. Where it's like he's he's a pure comedian. He doesn't give a fuck about fame, and it's that's a double edged sword because it's like it makes con- like I love him. He's brilliant, but now the world can't see him. Yeah. But they wouldn't be allowed to see him if he was himself yeah. because he'd have to compromise his act to get to that point and he yeah. refuses. I think he'd probably be the first one to say that he's lost stuff because of that and yeah. he's happy to have because he's like, I yeah. don't want that. Yeah. yeah. He, he has a different level of contentment and uh, that's something that we should all strive for is to find yeah. contentment and happiness yeah. uh, outside of you know the yeah. attention we get on stage. That should be a big old asterisk if you're um, doing successful things and you're trying very hard and you're completely miserable. Maybe success isn't for you. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe yeah, yeah. Not. not success in general, but that type of thing. Yeah. <laughs> but it's weird because I idolize Stuart. Like that. That was that made me feel very conflicted too because I'm like I I understand what he's saying too. Like I feel that side of it, but like. There's a part of me that's like, I love, like, I am so obsessed with like comedy and like the dream of being a working comedian that like, I feel like so hungry to do whatever it takes to get to that point. And it's like, you really have to like, I was thinking about this because again, my girlfriend was saying, she's like, I've never met anybody who's so like singularly focused on something. And like, 
you have to have that to succeed at comedy. Like you have to like think about it constantly. And also if you're a new comic and you're hearing this, like, and like, Oh shit, I don't feel that way. I didn't feel that way for several years when I started. I thought I wanted to be a teacher. I had one foot out the door. I wasn't really like it. it you know, some people try heroin when they're 16, <laughs> right? And they're fucking gone. Like, ah, I'm they gone do. For life. Yeah. Let him great. land, Luke. Right. Let him land. Right. <laughs> Other people do gateway drugs and they spend and then they dip their toe in and they, you know, eventually that's how I was. I tried heroin late. Like, and that's how <laughs> it is. It, it is yeah. an addiction in that way, but it's like you have to be like so addicted to it. And so it's, when you first approached comedy, was it just kind of, oh, this is a fun thing I can do on the weekend? Yeah, it was like I liked it. And then I was like, but I didn't really see a path for it to be anything. How, how um, long did you like kind of continue that before? For like four years, five, four, four or years. five years. Yeah. For several years. What changed? What, what made your perspective switch to like, oh, no, this is this is all of it. Um, there was kind of a, so I wanted to be a teacher and I was getting my master's and at the same time my sister was doing sketch comedy and she was cranking out cooler and cooler stuff in New York and doing comedy. So I was like watching her. Um, and then, and I was sort of becoming like disillusioned with academia. Like I saw how she, like shitty and how much of a pyramid yeah. scheme I at think all. we talked about that the last yeah. time we were on mm -hmm. a couple of years mm -hmm. ago. Yeah, and then I just kind Go of... Go back and watch it. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to it. Yeah, you yeah. can't watch uh, it. It was, it was, it was the Zoom days. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but as that was happening, like, as I was kind of, like, losing interest and, in, you know, whatever in that field, I'm, I'm slowly, like, getting hooked more and more into comedy. I'm, like, trying... And then... And then when I started, I don't know when the switch was, but I just started really like taking it seriously. And like, I was like, okay, this is going to be my life now. And like, I'm not doing that anymore. That's over. You know, got fired from Cincinnati state <laughs> and it's not, you know. it's not for what you're thinking. It was for touching the kids. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't kids. They were fully grown adults. So, oh, it's fine. It's totally cool. Cincinnati state. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, totally cool. Totally fine. Between now and our last show, there have been a lot of changes like, yeah. in your life. Like, what, what do you think the biggest one of those is for you? Because Blazer. you were still yeah, <laughs> you blazed up, you know. Yeah. Well, I think it's my si what's happened in my sister's life, which is that like she's become kind of famous overnight, um, and she's helped like bring me up with her and share that success with me, which is awesome. Um, and it's cool cause we've gotten to travel together and, um, so yeah, that's just been, it's been really cool. It's been cool to see like, you know, what's the, what the coolest thing of all of it is, is watching the actual impact that comedy can have and to get cheesy for a minute. I've heard so many comics roast the idea of like, so Bo Burnham in his special, you guys saw the, did you see the new special? Yeah. Uh, not a minute times. Yeah, yeah. You know that song he's talking about how, like, I can cure the world with comedy or whatever, yeah. healing the world with comedy. I remember seeing that and I was just like, oh, fuck, like, what we do is so fucking dumb and mm -hmm. pointless. Yep. And it kind of, like, bummed me out. But then I watched, like, I've watched people come up to my sister in these meet and greet lines crying. Like, like, like they're meeting Brad Pitt or whatever, a celebrity, like, actually crying and, like, so overwhelmed with emotion and I can't tell you how many people the most recent one 
big military guy comes up and he's like on the verge of tears. And he's like, I got to tell you, I've been estranged with my best friend from the army for the last five years. Your videos brought us back together because we sent them to each other. That's happened so many times. I've seen like probably like just in my own personal, like seeing it with her, I've seen it like maybe like seven times where somebody has been like, you know, your two people. It's a lot of times it's two people and they're like, this was my estranged sibling or my estranged best friend. And your videos, little like sketches that made her famous. That's like the wealthy woman on TikTok. Yeah. yeah super yeah. funny. And just changed their lives. So it's like it can actually have such a profound impact. And then again, you go back to like. It's fucking stupid to, and by the way, I told her to start putting those videos out there. <laughs> I really did. And I'm not saying that. I will take full credit for her success. I will say that. I, I wouldn't have you do anything else. Yes. I think you're fully responsible. Oh right. But honestly, I only say that to say that like even her, somebody who is, is very fearless, it took like me being like, cause she didn't want to, she was like, no, I don't want, she literally, the reason I hate, can we cut that? I said literally, cause I'm about to misuse it. Um, <laughs> she would not get on TikTok, or, and I'm like, you have these hilarious characters, whatever, like you had, it's during the pandemic. I was like, just do it. And she's like, well, I've, she was worried about all of her friends and comics who follow her, like, you know, big people. Right. right? And I was like, do it on TikTok. Nobody follow. And she's like, okay, that's a good idea. Because then nobody will like that I know will follow me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a safe space yeah. for me to be yes. uh, a fool. And, yeah. yeah. Fast forward four months, she has half a million followers on TikTok. And then she immediately starts, as soon as her first one goes viral, she does it on Instagram. Now she has half a million on, you know, Instagram. Damn. And then 100,000 on Facebook. So like th- it's, This was all during like quarantine. During the, it the started then. And then really... she. It's been like a slow burn in the last, in like six months from like December and then the, from like September to like now she's gotten like to where like she's being recognized everywhere. It's so, so weird. Were you like quarantined with her? Were you like front row seats for that or? Um, well, she came in town a few times and <laughs> she's know. a super spreader. <laughs> yeah. No, she went viral no, three I mean, this different was ways. <laughs> No, not. Fuck you, Luke. Oh my god. No, not like during. Not like during the like lockdown. Lockdown. She had. She was actually more safe than any because she was in L.A. So like they were on like, and her and her husband were being like, like I was doing shows, you know, during the pan during the pando, and she they were like. Didn't see their family for like months right. and months yeah. and months. Yeah. No, they were super careful about it. But um, like, you know, I think one Christmas they came back. That was the Christmas that she started posting the, yeah, that it's all my, it's all my. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, my that was. Or, not my fault. My, uh, <laughs> it was because of me. Because of your hard <laughs> work have a medal. and encouragement. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm, I'm reaping the benefits though. So I guess a headline was. You're getting a little kickback. Headline. Yeah. 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 What, what was that conversation like? Was she always like, hey. You want to co-headline or was it? Well, we had, before she had started to blow up, we were already touring together. Oh, okay. So we were already That's doing already, tours. Yeah, the framework's there. Where we were like rotating and then we have friends, like we did a tour with like Blake and Gabe came yeah, along. Yeah, I remember that. Tour. Yeah. Um, that was super fun. Um, but like certain clubs would already like co-headline us, like even the like Funny Bone before Cause I was in with them and then like some, we were just like rotate 
and we'd be, and then she like took off. And I remember we had tons of conversations where she did not. Now it's like, she insists we co they're co-headline. Like we do the same time, but like she's headline. She's yeah. fucking, 95% of the people are there to see her. <laughs> right. Like if I went on after her, it would be so fucking weird. But even for, there was a period where she'd be like, no, let's keep rotating. I'm like, you're out of your fucking mind. Yeah, no, that's, I'm not going don't. up after you. <laughs> like, these people are here to see you. Like I'm not going. And, but she's so like sensitive to like, I'm like, it doesn't hurt my feelings. Like I'm going to get there too. I fully believe that. Yeah. But like, yeah. you know, it's, it's your time now, but it was really cool. She just, completely brought me up and like she's just like yeah no they're co-headline i'm like no i'll open for you i'll feature for you you can still pay me a lot more but i'll feature <laughs> for you. she's like no no, no you're co-headline and you're you know she's just adamant about it and it's been great because now like I, you know booking fucking sucks it's so hard and i've i worked really hard on that for a long time and now her when we do co-headline the gigs i do with her her goddamn agent does it Bro. I do a damn thing. Bro. It's incredible. It's the most incredible thing. I'm like, yeah, it's wild. Dude, ride those coattails oh as long God. as you can, bro. Oh my God. I know. I know. I want, I want to get an agent. It's, it's it wild. is really cool to see you, especially with a sibling, not have like a drop of animosity or anything. Oh, no. Yeah. No. I'm Because you know what it is, is I got into comedy because of her. So, oh, okay. so like, yeah. And yeah. interestingly, when I st one of the reasons that made me pull me out of, of and into comedy was that I assumed at the time, like this was like 11 years ago, I thought that she was on the verge of being famous at the time because she was, she had landed some acting gig. The show ended up getting canceled. Shit like that always happens, but it was right. some mm -hmm. big, big, big show. And I was convinced that she was going to blow up. She had just moved to LA, I think. And I was like, I had this crazy rationale where I was like, you know, comedy's hard, but like I've, I've wanted to do it. I'm watching what she's doing. If she gets famous, she can help me. It'll make it easier. That was my thinking. I was like, <laughs> this will make it easier on me. And ironically, like I just got into it. She didn't. It took 11 years later, right, for her to blow up. Um, but I... And in the reality was like, she couldn't do anything for me as a brand new comic. Like I needed to like grind out those early years and, and develop my own comedic voice or whatever. But now she is helping me and she is somewhat famous. So like it actually did kind of manifest. It just took so many years later. And Comedy. also your hard work. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's both. It's both yeah. for sure. Everything. Right. Everything is timing. Yeah. Everything is timing. Yeah. Because, I mean, if one thing had happened out of sync with the other, then... Everything. Then... Yeah. It's timing. Yeah. <laughs> Everything. Speaking of timing... <laughs> <laughs> you saved Christian Grant's goddamn life. Oh, yeah. yeah you, I like... Because I don't like talking about it. He likes being a, a hero. He just doesn't no. like mentioning. I mean, I want to talk about my, it. I've been, I've been, I can't believe it wasn't the first thing I. My go-to <laughs> move is being like, "Oh yeah, thanks so much." He did die, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my kidney yeah, killed him, but thanks, well, buddy. But like, dude, that's that's so amazing. So like, man. So were you guys like very close before? I mean, I imagine you're very close now, but were you like super no, close? We before were this? like super close. I saw the the video and I like put in for it and 
I assumed correctly that a lot of people in the comedy scene were. I was just like unfortunate enough to be like a universal donor. And it, it was really cool. Like the parts of it were. I wouldn't even let my own mother borrow my car. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. same, man. You, uh, yeah. Every time it comes up, I'm like, Luke, I don't know how you did that. I'm so glad I get to steal your valor at bars when <laughs> yeah. people think I'm you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of people put in for it? Well, there were like quite a few These people. These fucking do-gooders. <laughs> I want their names. But a lot, uh, a lot of them were, it's like... You were obviously like not physically fit. Like, what made you think you could? <laughs> yeah, well, maybe that's why. They're like, I'm a hero because I put the name. <laughs> in the um, uh, yeah, but no, I, I was just a match, and then I it was pretty healthy, and I stopped vaping. I've started since. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> Are you not supposed to? Oh no no! I, no one told no. him to do that. No one told this maniac to stop vaping. They advised yeah. that it would probably be healthier if I didn't, before but, pre-surgery. Yeah, yes, just yes. like a so, nurse was like, "You could probably stop vaping or yeah. some shit." I don't know. I gotta yeah. go. My shift's over. And two months <laughs> leading up to it, I did go sober, and that was the worst part. <laughs> it was just being completely sober. Wait, can for you? Two months. You can drink now, though. I can't. I just okay. have to match it with water. And it's like both uh, those things are no doctor is going to be like, yeah, do that. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It's all information that I had to like pry out of them. <laughs> That's crazy. So um, I imagine I haven't seen Christian since, but like I've seen videos of him. He looks like 10 times better. Yeah. 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 Kidney's yeah, yeah. worth better. He can actually the pee next now. time. That's he can pee. <laughs> so when do you got to give it back? Um, I th- I'm going to collect like just or when does whenever. he got to give it back? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would have. It's a late funny. stage catch and I release I tried to program. Time. <laughs> carry it through. Just agree really quickly before people notice. But <laughs> it's a sinking ship. <laughs> <laughs> Were you scared? What's the survival rate? Oh, it's a relatively safe surgery. I don't know the exact number of it, but it's with yeah, surgery. ballpark it. 99% something like that which is That's still one like one out of a hundred fuck that <laughs> I'm out dog but last time I like, my mom borrowed my car she fucking scratched it my my <laughs> now I don't trust surgeons <laughs> I'm not letting anybody borrow my car and I don't have any kidneys left so I'm yeah. free to leave a selfish life from here out. Yeah. No, seriously my my brain was like no I am the type of person where my my values are that so i'm not gonna be afraid until like i'm in it and, yeah. and then i was like just sitting there waiting and i'm like no it's it's cool i'm gonna get knocked out wake up without a kidney it's gonna suck for a little bit so it wasn't like scary scary unless i was being indecisive and i tried not to do that after i'd sent in the mouth swab yeah 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 and for a penny and for a kidney that's, that's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well it's very admirable i'm oh, i'm thanks. very i was uh, clinton jacob told me i didn't even know and he told and good friend i love clinton Clinton's talk about ass. high frequency people get people like clinton right in your life. Yeah. like yeah um yeah, he told me that i was like what the fuck <laughs> that is incredible like that's so cool I was kind of surprised by some people who were like, what? Why? <laughs> what the Why? fuck are you doing? Because he's going to die. Like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah. Yeah, man. Oh. So have you made him, like, what have you made him, made him do your laundry or, like? 
Uh, What's well, the deal? He does. It's like we'll go out and you know buy food every time we do that. And I'm like, you don't have to do it. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to asshole. Like for oh, 20 yeah. years. <laughs> You'd be like, uh, yeah, you don't have to buy me food. You, you can buy me food. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? You want me to pay? Oh, okay. I was kind of bluffing there. Yeah. <laughs> can I borrow 20 bucks? Uh, <laughs> I only gave you a kidney. <laughs> <laughs> You invited me to lunch. I didn't have gas money for this. Like, how much more do you want from me? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, if you ever need a lung, he better fucking cough it up. Jeez. And now he's got a friend with a lymph node, and he knows I'm a universal donor, so he's trying to let... No, I'm making that... saying you're a universal donor. I'm surprised no one's asked you for an eye. (laughs) My Instagram (laughs) messages are blowing up with requests for organs. I'm a node, bro. (laughs) Have you had any like weird people slide into your DMs since your social media presence has blown up so much? Weird people. Um, So, I any requests for like pics of feet or? Okay, so the the one video that yeah, (laughs) titsy titsy pops. the one video that went like mega viral that I've reposted a few times, but it's it's accounted for the majority of the following that I have. Which um, one is that? Is that it's it's a video where I'm doing a joke and I said, "Is it Heckler uh, owns his own sexuality?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. I, I, woman's like. I was like, I was having sex with a lady and some woman's like, thank God. And I was like, thank God. Who gives a shit? I'd bang a dude just to prove how straight I am. Right. It's me. Yeah. I've titled it. Comedian destroys his own sexuality. (laughs) So many people, so many people, this video is funny, but how did he destroy his own sexuality? Shut the fuck up. Get a life. Get a life. What are you talking about? So, um, so that video got me like tens of thousands of followers. The majority of those are gay men now i have a very specific look to me yeah and i don't i don't know what you'd call it in the gay community string bean chic i don't know yeah there's some animal that yeah. goes with it i'm sure yeah bad posture you know chicken salad <laughs> i don't know tall ferret man there tall ferret. Yeah, yeah i'm a ferret i'm a ferret, boy. ferret. Yeah, there you go ferret. so it's it's all it is all gay men and they're all aggressively hitting on me and it's it's like it's so interesting for me to get like a peek into like you think like like being a woman as a comic it must be so fucking hard i cannot even imagine because i think this is funny and it like i'm like oh this is interesting but it's also like like it's not as threatening when it's like a right right versus like Women have like are under fear their entire lives and then have met. But to get a peek of like how aggressive these gay men are, it is wild. Like there's this one guy who just not stop. Like it never stops. Like if, if I, if you were my man and I tell, I keep like, I'll message you back. I'm like, Hey man, I have a girlfriend. I appreciate it. Like I appreciate the support, but I'm not gay. Like, you know, thanks for watching. He, like every video, like I'd stuff you in a locker and you know, nothing like that. No, I don't know why I said that. It would be like, I should read some of that. But, it's like, but my girlfriend tells me, she's like, it's cause you got to stop responding. Like when somebody's like aggressively, like, She's like, the rule is if somebody immediately says something about your appearance, you got to like cut them off. But I'm also like, 
as a man, you're not conditioned to like, you don't raise, like yeah. you don't grow up having people constantly. So like it's novel, right? Having even men, I'm like, it feels good to have men like aggressive. I don't, you know, I'm like, I don't see anything wrong with it. Like, you tell me that you you dreamed to fucking gag off my dick. Like, that sounds cool. Like, I'm like, yeah. Like, like what I wouldn't do, you know, like. Yeah. When my we, girlfriend never tells me all the things she would do to me. I think when we say nice things to guys on the podcast, you immediately see how often guys get compliments by how uncomfortable we all are with that. Yeah, right? yeah. Just a minute ago, you were like, hey, you're, you gave away a kidney. Look at you. And I'm like. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my fucking god yeah no men are pigs it's all i had oh man i had this one that was so crazy it was like you're so hot i'm a producer in la like come out and like hang out at my pool i'm like gave me his phone number i'm like i'm not going you're fucking weird like just moments ago on this podcast you said you would do anything to be a professional comedian. What's yeah. his number? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, you have a hookup in LA. Yeah, but here's the thing, though. That guy, not a fucking producer. I can <laughs> promise you that, okay? It doesn't take many clicks on his wall to realize that that guy is he's a liar is what he is that man is a liar and probably a rapist if we're being honest he's a producer of inappropriate messages to the inbox of andrew Rudin, yeah and that's about yeah yeah he's producing smut oh my god he said get the fuck out of my inbox but i actually keep sending them because it makes me feel good it is it is dumb that like having the <laughs> That's the entire difference. That's the ego boost. You got one viral TikTok that just led all these gay TikTok. men to compliment you. Yeah. Oh, and it's so funny. It's so funny because all the comments are because it's like I'd bang a dude just to prove how, just to prove you wrong. I almost said just to prove how straight I am, <laughs> just to prove you wrong. And so all all these all the comments are I volunteer as tribute. I volunteer <laughs> taking this tribute. <laughs> So oh, if shit. I ever decide to to be gay, I have Options. no shortage of men who will <laughs> fuck me. It's never a, never something I have yeah, with women. Give them a follow, guys. What do you have? Like a relatively fresh bombing story from from your new like jaunts head? on the road? Yeah, your new jaunts. Yeah. I think I um I was thinking about this on the way. This wasn't recent, but I might have even talked about this if I did this years ago when I came. Nobody out. I apologize. But yeah, yeah. I don't think I'm going to tell it knows. way better now. Hell yeah. <laughs> Let me turn the AC back so, on. <laughs> <laughs> the worst bomb I ever have was a moment, and it wasn't even on stage, right? Oh, I like this. Okay. So, I. I told you about this weekend of bombs. I think I talked about this on the last podcast where I did a weekend of shows way out of my league in Dayton, Ohio. I was a brand new comic and I bombed every single show, six shows in the week. I got the first show I bombed so hard. I said, I'm going to do one more and then get out of here and got an applause break. <laughs> I, it, like brutal, like every show. Cause it was just new and I just didn't know. And hosting sucks. And sometimes yeah. hosting of those big chains can be just so fucking rough. Like nobody gives a shit about the, like it's all for the headline. Like they're ordering drinks. It's just brutal. And I had no confidence to withstand that. Like, you know, 
whatever you kind of get worn down oh yeah whatever. yeah especially yeah. after six of them like, <laughs> yeah, yeah i feel that way after one of yeah, them yeah <laughs> yeah beat down right like just bomb 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 and but i thought as a new comic the whole thing was like you got to be hungry you got to ask for stuff which is true you do you do have to be hungry you do have to ask for and if you're a comic ask for as Ask for everything. That's how you get shit. Like, people aren't going to give you stuff. If you're new, ask. Ask, ask, ask. Um, even if you think you're being annoying, you might be, but it doesn't matter. You hmm. Nobody thinks about the person that's not being annoying, right? Um, that's why a bunch of terrible comedians get a lot of work. So Squeaky wheel. Yeah. So I, after the weekend of shows, there was a new booker who's running the club, and I was like, I got to, I just got to say something. I got to take my shot like, take my shot after bombing six shows like yeah ask for stuff but don't ask for after you just humiliated yourself put some space between put some you space, and that mistake yeah. sometimes don't ask like have the <laughs> have the awareness to know when to and when to not ask right so but i was just like i'm hungry i gotta get that work right and mm -hmm. i knew this this was in dayton and they were they were building liberty at the time and i was like went up to this like regional GM who had just witnessed this massacre weekend. It was like the fucking red fucking Sunday. <laughs> red Friday through Sunday. It was, it was, it was a bloodbath. Bloodbath. <laughs> and I go up to this guy and I go, hey, uh, hey, I just, you know, thank you for letting me do the weekend. Um, if you if you ever need any, any hosts, I know you're open in Liberty. If you ever need any and he hosts, I live in Cincinnati, I would love to host at Liberty. And he looks at me and he just goes, hosts, like like door guys? Uh, oh. And I go, no, like like MC, like I, I love to M MC. And he goes, listen, man, just you just gotta email me this kind of stuff. I hate to say it like that, but you just gotta email me this kind of stuff. And I was like, I'm so sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And I just walked away and it was, just, and then I saw him three years later at Helium. He had become the manager over there, and I, I crushed. And he was, oh like, hell yeah! He, he was like, you. <laughs> he was like, he's like, I cannot believe how much better you've gotten because, and I, I wanted to be like, you saw me at my worst. Yeah, like yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't great at that time, but I wasn't that bad. What you saw, right, right. It's funny how that can change. That was. Talking about positive energy and stuff, we do have a podcast that's. I, I think the conceit is a little negative. We do seek out the failures of people and kind We're of. Wearing on the dark side. Yeah. No, but, I don't think. No, I don't think yeah. so at all because I think bombing is what. It's like any failure is yeah. what defines people, and like successful people like embrace failure. So like that's what it is all about. That's the part that you included. You were like, and this is how I learned and changed. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You got to go through that fire of like fucking up, and like the people. I remember my mom one time we saw a pro. She came out to a pro am, and this guy bombed first time up and he bombed miserably miserably could not remember his jokes couldn't get a single laugh got so nervous Ugh. could not remember his jokes but would not go off stage right and this is a packed packed show right it's a combo it, it was it was brutal i've never seen anything like it and i talked to my mom and she was just afterwards she was like i just felt so bad for that guy i felt so bad and i was like don't because this is the thing with comedy it's again it's evolution mm-hmm that guy will either rise to the occasion 
and dust off that horrific failure, try again, it might be bad again, but it'll be a little bit better the next time, right? And he'll keep trying, and that's what comedy is, it's fucking hard. Or he'll quit, which is what he should do, because he's terrible, <laughs> and he's bad, and, and we'll never see him again, which we, I never did, because he quit, like, and that's what it should be, but he, it wasn't for him, right? So yeah. it's for people who are like, oh, I don't, like, that may have been terrible, but I don't give a fuck. I got a little taste of it. I got a taste of that sweet, sweet horse. Yeah. Oh, God. And I want more. You got to be so stubborn. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Just stick yeah. your head in the sand and lose all Ooh. your friends yeah. and family and professional Dro- connections slowly yeah. over time. Drop me into a sea hole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's actually the new club that that guy's opening. <laughs> yeah, the sea hole. Yeah, yeah. He's got the sea yeah. hole going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that fucking pit in like, yeah. <laughs> the west side. Oh, of dude, Cincinnati. if I can only feature at the sea hole, it'll change everything for me. I just, the booker oh, won't. <laughs> the booker doesn't think I do enough stool bits to get in. The Coliseum comedy. <laughs> oh my fucking God. Yeah. I feel like we hit this pretty heavy at the beginning, but do you have any words of wisdom for our audience? Um, be very mindful of the people that you surround yourself with. And I mean, just generally like, cause that influences the choices you make, the way you think all of it, be around positive people who lift you up, who challenge you, who in a good way, you know, not like in, you know, people who call you out on your bullshit, on your negativity, call you out on like, you know, things that you're doing wrong that are negative in your own life. Like you need honest people who are, who are kind and who, who want the best for you because it's, it's the comedy's hard and you have to like, you build a community at first when you're young, but then like, I feel like you have to kind of break away from that or you get stuck. You get stuck in these like traps. I feel like I'm just rambling, but, um, it was good rambling. It was very, I, was, yeah. I was there for keep, it. Yeah. Just ramble mm, on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, but just. Led Zeppelin 4. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but just work, you know, like, okay, here's something. Here's some words of wisdom that we all know Cam O'Connor. I love Cam. Oh, yeah. Yes, we Love do. Cam. He used to book the local club, right? And he, I used to like. This is when I was I was had hosted a few times. He gave me my first host weekend, but I thought like I deserved more, and I thought that I should be a feature and all this stuff. I shouldn't have. I wasn't mm. ready for this stuff at the time, but I, I I was very entitled in that in that thinking and mindset. And he said something that really like jarred me into like it shifted something for me, and it it helped me so much as a comic because I was like you know I'm just why why am I not featuring why am I not why does this person get to host all the time but I never get to host why why is this why is that and Cam's a prickly fella you know him, <laughs> a little you know bit. Him. Yeah. yeah he's like a love cactus him. that wants to hug you yeah he's great though he's very real I love that about him he's an authentic person I hate people who are just like hey hey buddy like you know yeah, yeah. I love to touch your shoulder but they're they'll stab you in the back in a second you get a lot of that in comedy and um, but Cam he he was like all these all these motherfuckers who are complaining that they're not featuring they're not working more he was he's talking about me i don't know if he knew he was talking about <laughs> me or not in my head because i was always very nice but i i built up some resentment for him i don't have it anymore like we're very close friends but like in the time like it was there's a power dynamic there comics should never be bookers at clubs so um <laughs> there's, there's a power dynamic right so you know he he was like all these people that feel so entitled to all this work 
especially like featuring because he had a lot of people at my level who were like barking at him to, to be leveled up, right? He's like, I don't see any of these people working any other clubs besides this one out of town. Show me that you're working these other clubs. Like, this isn't like, I am not the, you know, wall to your success. There are multiple avenues. And I was just like, damn, he's right. I need to prove it. Yeah. I need to prove it. Like, fuck this club. Like, I'm going to go work at this club and this club. And I started like, that was my goal all of a sudden. I set my sights on like, I need to get into Indianapolis and Helium. I went to their open mic every single week until I got booked for months. I drove up and back every week until I got booked. God I looked damn. at the caravan. I was like, where are the clubs? Like, how can I make this fucking happen? Because I'm not going to let somebody stand in my... And Cam, it wasn't intentionally standing in anyone's way. Right. But like... There are people who do do that and they, because they don't have, you know what I mean? They're just jealous or whatever. And like, so if you're new and, and there are people like that in your life and your scene, like go around them. Don't listen to them. You don't need them. There's a direct access between you and your fan base. It's, there's nobody in the middle now. Like there's make your content, put it out and build your own fan base and fuck what everybody else thinks. Unless your stuff's very hateful or racist or whatever. <laughs> and then yeah. Shut it down. <laughs> <laughs> then hate yourself yeah, and yeah, improve. Yeah, yeah. That's, oh my God, I fucking love yeah. that. And then so I'm anti-free speech and all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Also, can I say this? Yeah. You guys get political on here? We don't do anything on purpose. Okay. So there's another thing I've heard comics tell you, like, don't be political and don't do political humor. Like people used to tell me that and it would affect how I like, cause I'd be scared to do it. Do whatever the fuck you want. If you're, if you're good at it, do it. Yeah. If you want to do it, do it. But like, I, I've been, I was a little heated today because I'm like, you know, the Democrats and Republicans, I often think like there's not there, both the political parties themselves, they don't really like, they're trying to distract us. Yeah. And like make us fight like it's not, you know, left or right. It's top versus bottom. However, the demo like if you do want to like isolate the, you know, policies and their real life implications and impacts, the Republicans are really doing a real cool job right now. Like they're, you know, just stopping women from letting them, you know, choose what they do with their bodies. And just True. just, you know, there's been tons of mass shootings. Let's get more assault rifles. That seems there. to be, we should arm the thoughts and prayers. Have we considered that? Because I feel like the Republicans' policies right now yes. are that we should, all of these unborn babies, unwanted babies, sorry, not unborn, forced births um, that nobody wants, right, that are just, yeah. just left up for adoption, um, that these women are forced to give birth to, like The Handmaid's Tale, Hopefully, some of those will grow up to be good guys with guns, and they get their hands on an assault rifle, and then they'll just stop the mass shootings. Thoughts, prayers. Thoughts and prayers. Infant army. Yeah. So I just shout out to Republicans for, you guys are doing cool stuff. Big shout out. I don't know out. if you guys there want to cut go. this out because it might split the viewership <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> oh, I, I think I, I, this, yeah, we're about ready for a split. I, we have too many fans. Uh, our audience is just so vast and wide at this point. I think we're about ready to have it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I Look, Pepe, oh, welcome back aboard. <laughs> 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 oh shit! You down to stick around and do some Patreon yeah, noise? Yeah, Fuck yeah! yeah. He's gonna can stick we, around. Can, we, can I smoke some weed? I got some weed in my car. Yeah.